Man, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, that, man, that was crazy. Oh, okay, okay. Here, here's the next customer. Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Where you come from? I'm just down the street. Good, man. Can I grab your ID from you? Uh, yeah, sure. Perfect, thank you. you anything to drink tonight? Uh, no, not right now. Nothing? No. Nope. No pre-drinking? No. Nope. Nothing to eat? No. Nope. You weren't eating anything? I mean, I, had a, I grabbed a bite earlier. What'd you have? I had a burger. How long ago was that? An hour ago. An hour ago. Nothing to drink? No. Alright, man. Have a good night. Go on in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How old are you? Uh, 18, 19. Ah, oh, interesting. Get out of here. <laughs> And welcome everybody. We have another episode here with Bouncerpedia. I'm Mandeep. I have Jeff here. What's up everybody? And we have a special guest today. Today we have Donuts, aka Jesse. How are you doing my friend? Good. How are you guys? Good, good. Thanks for coming on. It's good to have you. Yeah. Good thanks. to see you. Excited to have you since a lot of people have talked about you. Hopefully good things. Some. Have you not listened to them? <laughs> I'm making my way through. All right. Perfect. Okay, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you start working as security? Um, basically, just wanted to try it out. I wanted to get into like emergency services, okay. so it was kind of like, well, right now I can get my security license and learn some basic like de-escalation techniques and communication skills, so that I can translate that into like my future profession. Um, so then, yeah, I got my security license, and then um, I knew a guy at the time, Devin because I was working for the city and he was dating one of the girls um, and he w used to work here at Dallas and uh, he recommended me reach out to Jeff and then so that's pretty much the story. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Sean came to me said, uh, remember Devin used to work here, he was a beer runner. I'm like, yeah, it's like he's, got a, he's got a friend who wants to work here, do security. I'm like, all right, you know, do you think he'd be a good fit? He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, well, Come send me a resume and then we can, we'll just hire him. And I remember Sean told me his name, so I started looking for him on Facebook. And I just kept finding girls. Like, like Jesse, this, da 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 da. I'm like, all right, I guess we're just hiring a chick. That's no big deal. And then uh, he came in for the interview and I'm like, it's not a chick, it's a dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. To be fair, you are like very pretty, so. Thank you. You, you are. <laughs> Thank you. Especially when you shave, you look very cute. Thankfully, you don't do that much anymore. Now I like to keep it at like a nice like five o'clock shadow. Yeah. At the shortest. That's good. Okay, so you know what? One big question that everybody has is why are you called donuts? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, funny story. So I was working this like so when Dallas isn't open on the normal like. Friday, Saturday, Saturday nights, they yeah. do these like usually pretty sketchy concerts. Okay. And we had this like terrible like Norwegian screamo band here. <laughs> and okay. it was terrible. And so Jeff was leaving to get coffee. And he's like, What do you want? And I was like, Yo, get me a dozen honey crullers. And he's like, Okay. And I was like, I'm kidding, but like I'll get a donut and a coffee or something. This guy, 15 minutes later, shows up with 12 donuts, like Tim Horton's full size donuts. And is like, you're not fucking leaving until you eat them all. So, you know, I'm always up for a challenge. So I was like, all right, flip the box open. And I was like double fisting donuts into my face while trying to ID people at the door and making sure people had stamps to come back in from their smoke breaks. Um, but I only got through nine. I only got through nine. But uh, ever since, my, my nickname has been Donuts. Yeah. So who, who knows what it could have been if it wasn't Donuts? Like, you got off pretty easy. 
Yeah, there's some pretty nasty ones out there, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is the worst nickname that's out? Piss pot. Yeah. Oh. I think that's that's Jordan, I believe. It is. And piss pot is like I'm just like fuck. Like I don't know how you got that one, brother, but that's uh, he got that one from when he worked at Wax and they were throwing out they were redoing one of the bathrooms and throwing out a bunch of toilets. And he picked one up that was still full of piss. <laughs> Gross. Gross. And so one of the chicks that worked there, Diva, she's like, this guy just picked up a fucking piss full of, or a pot full of piss. I have a fucking piss pot? It's fucking disgusting. And he's, he got stuck with piss pot. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say that that's a terrible name. Yeah, it's a terrible name. But I guess, like you said, it's hit and miss. Either yeah. you get a decent one that's not half bad, or you get one that's terrible. Yeah. Like, my, mine is okay. It's great. Yours is not too bad. But yeah. there is some... Some yeah. of them were it's pretty bad. Again, like I bring up noodles. I think that's the worst one. But well, he was his name was picked before, but it happened to be who came to get that name was the worst. Because he's, why, he's why Asian. Noodles? Why is that the worst? Because he's Asian. It's racist. <laughs> yeah, we have a guy named Porkchop and he's Portuguese. Yeah. Which is one hundred percent why he got that. Exactly. Just because he has a pork chop. Yeah. But it's all in funny games. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. That's it's always it, it's always funny when people come in and try and like force a nickname on us. Yeah, remember uh, oh, who was it? Cece. Yeah. What what nickname did he want? He, oh, he, he want, wanted he wanted like, he wanted Rafiki wanted, or something. No, the boom of food. Yeah, he wanted something stupid. He wanted Simba. Simba. That's yeah, like what like it was. some like Lion King premise, and I was like. Yeah. Why? And then it made us not want to call him that at all. So, like, <laughs> I don't even know what we ended up calling him. But Fired, that's what we ended up calling him. Fair enough. I don't think he lasts long. No. <laughs> Rafiki, that would have been hilarious. You called him Rafiki the whole time. <laughs> it, was, it was something. Something terrible. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So, is is uh, was Dallas the first bar that you worked in? Yeah, very first. Yeah, very, very first. Um, just based off of Devin's recommendation and like I never looked back because like obviously the team we had here was awesome so I just was like yeah like and I didn't mind jumping around to other kind of like party town bars but this was always like home for me in the context I just really liked the people I worked with and bosses and everything like that so but the a funny story like my my first weekend working Dallas used to throw this uh, um, like Hawaiian theme party night and it was so funny because Everyone in a country bar is dressed up in their like Hawaiian shirts and yep. all that stuff. And like, I was so naive at the time that I thought there was a dance circle going on in the middle of the fucking dance floor. And there's a massive fist fight. Like, like, I was like, oh, sick, a dance circle. And there's just people getting punched in the face. Like, Sean's in there swinging, Josh is in there. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta get in there. So I run in and grab one dude and like throw him out of the bar. But it was like that funny, like, first, like, scrap you see. And like, my reaction was like, Sweet dance circle. <laughs> oh shit! Now where were you for that? Were you like upstairs looking at it, or were you like on uh, islands? Yeah, I was on islands, and I was like making my way to like the front yeah. the islands to the dance floor because I was like, oh, like this to get a better right. view of those sick yeah, dance moves. Because as I look around, I was just like, where is everybody? And then I realized that it's not people dancing in the middle of this circle; <laughs> it's people fighting. <laughs> yeah. See that? That's funny because. Um, as like someone who's new to the bar, you don't know what you're looking for at all. So that's actually a good, a good story of 
that dance circle happening, but it's actually a brawl and yeah. you just need to go fix it. Um, nine times out of ten, probably 9.9 times out of ten, it's probably a fight rather than a dance yeah, circle. Yeah, I, I can't think of many dance circles I've seen. The only ones I would see is like the ones where you get those kids that come in from just out of town and they do like those line dancing things and people give them their space. Yeah, but you can you can easily tell the line dancing versus kind of like more a of a, a dance battle Yeah, of someone trying to do the worm on the dance floor versus <laughs> they've been knocked out and now violently shaking. Dude, yeah. there's no way people didn't get fucking hepatitis from doing the worm on this dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, no, no part of me has ever said, I want to get down on the dance floor and grind my chest into all these broken beer bottles and, and shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to do a worm to try and impress this girl. That's a yeah. shitty worm at that. I've never seen a good one. No. <laughs> let's, let's be very clear, guys. Don't fucking try and do the worm on the dance floor. You suck at it, and you look stupid. And I don't want to do first aid on you. I definitely will not do yeah. first aid. I will throw alcohol on your cuts and then put a paper towel on it and send you on your way. Cauterize your wounds with it later. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think one of the bartenders got, has a straightening iron in the back. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah oh, you're not so just going to be branded with a big Dallas fucking D. There you yeah. go. That'll, that'll cauterize it real quick. There you go. When I started doing security, like way back in the day, like doing breakdance battles was a thing at that time. So like you would see that. Okay, but where you started versus Dallas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the country bar. I started at a hip-hop club yeah. at that time, which turned into like an EDM place. Right, so... It was different, for sure. <laughs> but that's funny, yeah. And there's a dance battle. Yeah. Oh, they're breakdance fighting. <laughs> oh no, they're really fighting. <laughs> it's one of those like naive moments, like you said. It's like it's your first time working any type of thing like this, and so like, but you learn quick. That's what I liked about the job is that like yeah. you just kind of get like thrown into the fire, and like either you can handle it or you can't. Yeah. And if you yeah. can't, there's no no shame in that. Like it's just not for you. The job is one hundred percent not for some people. But but it's at the same time you have to have the mentality of like I'm gonna see this. This is what's required of me, and I have to deal with situations that other people don't want to deal with. That includes like conflict and all that stuff. Yeah, so, like the main question when medical. I ask in interviews: Are you willing to get punched in the face? <laughs> yeah. Straight it's a good up. Good question. It's a good question. Straight up, it's, and it throws people off. And it's like, oh, I, I kind of don't want to. Why? Nobody wants to. What are you willing to? Yeah. Chances are it's going to happen. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, you've been one of the few people who's been bottled. Yeah. Especially in the last 10 years. Like, you're probably the only one I know who's been bottled in the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And that's something I want to talk about as well is what, what happened in that situation? Yeah. It was like, well, what ends up happening a lot of the times is Friday nights we get super, super busy. And then Saturday nights there's nothing. Yeah. Like, we try to make cheap drinks. And I think it was at that transition. It was like... Two dollar like rum and cokes or something like that. Like yeah, two dollar tequilas or and, and tequilas or three dollar tequilas yeah. till midnight or something like that. So they were trying to get traffic, but you know you just get the type of people who just want to binge drink and then they get you know a little bit belligerent. Yeah. Uh, but specifically that night it was a Saturday, so it was like dead. And I remember we cut some of the security because we're like we don't need you. There's like like twenty people in the bar and we we don't need full staff. We're not making any money at this point. And these guys come in, probably around like 11.30, I want to say, maybe midnight. And they come in, and I don't even know how they, the one dude got through the door, but he basically like came through, sat at one of our like um, booths we have on the dance floor, and uh, the guy just fell asleep. 
Okay. So then one of the guys, Shrek at the time, like flashlights me and is like, this guy's got to go. He's sleeping. So we go up and we tap him on his shoulder and like, hey, buddy, like, you know, like you can't be sleeping here. We want you to be like safe and everything. And this isn't the best place to sleep. Um, did you come with anybody? And then we'll like walk you out. Yeah. And essentially he was just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just tired. I'm like, like I said, we can't have you sleeping because if the liquor inspector comes in and sees you sleeping, it doesn't matter if you like were the DD and fell asleep. Like we still get in trouble because it looks like over service. Right. And um, so, like, he really wasn't listening to any reason, unfortunately. And then, of course, his friends get involved and, like, leave him alone, da-da-da, we just got in. And we're like, man, like, regardless, he's got to go. He's sleeping. I can't tell if that's because, like, I don't have a breathalyzer. I can't check his blood alcohol content. Like, Mm -hmm. I just go off what I see. So, essentially, all I did was just like, yeah, unfortunately, you got to take off, man. I can't tell if you're tired or intoxicated. You just got to go. They didn't like that. You can tell they were looking for a fight. They just started kind of, like, picking and picking. Right. My first thing was like, all right, let's not fight these guys because there was like a group of like eight or nine of them. And I think we had like six or seven security. So like they outnumbered us. And like at the end of the day, my job isn't to like like grab people and throw them out of a bar. It's to de-escalate situations and make sure people, you know, have a good time and make sure the place is safe, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, like these guys were just looking for, for a problem. And so we got them moving, but the whole way these guys were just jawing the whole time, just insult after insult after insult. Yeah. Uh, they had code check, so we got them to code check right by the front, and the whole way out they were just the same thing, insult, insult, insults, and get them to the front. And like three of them turned around on me specifically, probably because I'm the smallest one there. <laughs> yeah. And they were just like, "Give us our fucking cover money back." And I'm like, at that time I think it was like three dollars. I'm like, I'm not giving you three dollars back. Like you knew yeah. the risk coming in here. You asked to leave at any time. Like, like kind of fuck off. And um, there were the one kid stepped forward almost like a like like a fake punch. Like he kind of like steps forward, like kind of lunges into me a little bit. And yeah. I take a step back, put my hands up, because at the end of the day, like I said, I don't want to fight in the context of like if I start a fight, you know, and we're outnumbered, one of my staff members may get hurt, right? Yeah. And I'd feel worse about getting one of my staff members hurt than just being that like take the L and be like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I'll take the step back if it makes you feel like a big dog. I will tell everyone how big your dick is, and you you made me flinch. I'm okay with this. Exactly. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, I want like the people I work with to go home safe. Yeah. No one deserves to go home in an ambulance, not even any patron for whatever they've done, right? Like, yeah. I want everyone to be safe and have a good time and go home at the end of the night. 100%. And um, so the guy does it again. And now I take a step back again, and I say, stop. Like, you need to leave. And my foot was just against the wall. And I was like, if he goes again, like... You're not gonna get a third chance because I think the third one's coming right down the pipe is like a straight punch, right? Yeah. Because he's getting more and more frustrated, and he does it again. And at that point, I just grab him by the collar, and I basically just like run him outside. Like it was like, it was nice because it was like right in front of the exit door, so it was yeah. basically like, a couple steps. kind of like a few steps out the door. Um, when I grabbed him, I could tell that there was people pulling on me. Like my shirt was already getting torn pretty much off of me at that point. Yeah. And we ended up tripping onto the sidewalk and I just like pinned him. Like I didn't hit him. I didn't nothing. I was just like, Hey man, calm down. Like you're outside. I'm going to get off you. But at that point it was like a mosh and people were screaming, like screaming, pulling my shirt, grabbing my hair, um, slapped me in the back of the head, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And I remember like, it was like the craziest thing. Um, when everyone kind of like got around us in this like mosh pit, it was like this, like, force just picked us up from the ground like we were like on the ground and now we're standing like both of us it was insane and as i have this guy like kind of just tied up against one of our fences outside um i feel this like tap on the top of my head and i'm kind of like oh i'm getting punched in the head but my adrenaline's going i don't think about it right 
And then yeah. I get another one, but this time I hear like a clink, and I'm like, that's a weird kind that of. That clink is like, the second you hear, it, you're like, what the fuck is that? That's not a punch. Like, and you hear it all through your head. Yeah. It's not like something happened beside you. Like, it echoes through your it's head. It's kind of like someone hitting a gong, but not yeah. as like intense. And it was yeah. like, but again, I was like, that's a weird kind of hammer fist. I was like, yeah. and then all of a sudden, the third time he hit me, it was like, Tsh! and then I just knew it at that point. I was like, oh, I just got bottled, dude. And so I let the dude go that, like, I had. And, like, I just, I like, kind of was, like, dazed for a sec. I was kind of just, like, did that just happen? Like, more disbelief that I got bottled. So I stood there. Um, all this chaos is going on. And, like, just all of a sudden blood starts pouring down my face. And at that point, like, I just snapped. I was just, like, man, I just want to kill this kid. Like, yeah. you know, like, I don't want to hurt anyone. But I'm, like, you know, if you're going to use a weapon on somebody, like, you deserve to get a fucking your shit pumped, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and I remember at that time, like, I went to go run after one of the guys and one of the security guards at that time, like, held me back. And I was like, yo, just, like, lock him in the fucking bathroom with me so I can just fucking kick the shit out of him. Because, like, I was like, that piece of shit. Because I got to go to the hospital now and yeah. I'm in the washroom fucking getting cleaned up. But this is the funniest walking back into the into the bar because there's, like, all these, like, little uh, drunk girls watching and they're like, oh, my God, he looks so hurt and all that stuff. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of the way. I'm just not in the mood to have a conversation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the paramedics showed up and they said, you good? I'm like, yeah. And they had to do a whole, like, police report and all those shenanigans because the bottle was used. And I made the news. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, like, I think it was, uh, was it, um, whatever the local one is, the five, 520 five, or 540 20, or, or whatever that is. Like, yeah. they did, like, a little article. And it was so funny because when I got out of the hospital, which seemed like forever, and they updated my tetanus shop, but Jeff yeah. was happy about that one. He's like, that's the big needle, right? So you get to see me get stabbed with a needle on my shoulder. <laughs> um, well, the best, like, especially when they cleaned it all out, and, like, I looked, and, like, the amount of blood that comes out of your head is deceiving. Like, your yes. head and face bleed a lot. Yeah. So when I finally looked after he got, like, all cleaned up, and they they glued it, right? Yeah, they put, like, a medical glue. Yeah. Burned like a motherfucker, but it was yeah. all right. But, like, it was, like... Such a small cut, like, like it, not even an inch. No, not even half an inch. <laughs> yeah, maybe a quarter of an inch. It's just it's, where they hit it. Yeah, just because it's such it's a just, vascular spot. Yeah, you know, just, with all the it blood bleeds supply. so much. Like, I was expecting like a three-inch gash, and like, kind of like looking in, I'm like, skin flapping off. Yeah, it's looking in, like that, that little fucking thing. God <laughs> damn. I know. It wasn't even like a cool battle. Really, yeah. But it was cool because I didn't have to show my parents it because like I went over to their place after yep. dinner the next day. <laughs> Yeah. And they were like, because that was when that article came out. I'm like, hey, we heard someone at like your bar you work at uh, got hit with a beer bottle. That wasn't you, was it? And I was like, no, no. It was like, it wasn't as bad as people thought. They, you know, news, they try and like blow it up so they get like drama and <laughs> yeah, yeah. got a story. And it was like, it was nothing. The guy just threw a beer bottle on the ground and it, like a piece of it hit one of the bouncers, but did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize to Mr. and Mrs. Donuts about, his, about your son lying to you. Didn't, where where, where was it? Like in the back of your head? Top of the head. Uh, directly at the top, which is a good spot. Because when I thought about it after the fact, like if you would have me in the back of the head or like in the side where like the temple is or like even in the face, like I would have been yeah. pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. like as like the only better spot to, pro- well, that was probably the best spot other than like the forehead because the forehead's just like such a strong bone. But I mean, yeah. yeah, best spot for me to get hit. And like at the end of it too, I was rather like, I was happy I got hit. It's kind of weird to say that, but like, Versus other people, you know, like we have female security there that yeah, night, yeah, and yeah. exactly, and there was other same. people. So I was like, and like it didn't, as much as my adrenaline was going, like I almost, I didn't feel it, like it wasn't, like it 
didn't rock me. I wasn't knocked out by it. Like, and I didn't have any serious like medical condition or like things I had to get checked out after, other than like a basic concussion. But yeah. which was like very very minor. Like, uh, after a day, I was fine. Versus like you know one of my other staff members getting hurt that would have like been worse. So I'd rather take the punishment than them. Yeah, That's same. I'd one hundred percent rather get bottled than any other staff. It, it, yeah, it's, it's way better for me to take that than someone else. It's just seeing like like one of the people that you work with because you do develop like almost like a very strong bond because these are people who are going to back you up in tough times. Yeah. You know, because sometimes yeah. there's like you know one group versus one group and you're just like pulling people off people and you know yeah uh, and these are people that are like going to be in the thick of it with you, right? So I mean, you know, you do develop this sort of like respect and camaraderie and stuff and. And yeah, for me to see some one of them get hurt over myself, like I'd always put myself in front of getting hurt over them. Yeah, I totally understand that. I know as like when I was a security manager as well, like I would always step in front of everybody, like like if someone's gonna get hurt, like take me and then like leave everybody <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Like if if the guy's being real violent and like acting up, that that's when I'll step in and be like, All right, so if we're gonna fight, it's gonna be me and you fighting. Because you're not going to try and take your shit out of one of the guys. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to go on me. And then they're going to hurt you. Exactly. I'm going to hurt you. You're the one getting hurt here. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, like, but like, I was one of the smaller guys as well. So me stepping in front of everybody, like, everyone was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> right? That was my problem too. Like, I'm not the biggest guy. And so for me, yeah. it was like, I was just like, if there was going to be a fight with a security guard, I was probably the security guard they were going to pick. I know. Because <laughs> they always thought that, like, you know, like, he's closer to my size. I definitely have a shot. Like, let's see what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, like, it is what it is. But it was always funny. Like, I was like, it always ends up being me. And, oh, like, always. And, like, people will shit talk you the most. You're yeah. just that five-foot-nothing little angry guy at the door. Little midget at the fucking front door. Yeah, I yeah. know. But still, so funny. Like all those things. Like you can never take those insults seriously. You find it more comical than anything. One hundred percent. And and the cool part about this job is it gives you kind of like that resilient, tough skin in regards to like insults and just general things in life. Because like if someone were to come up and fucking insult me now, I'd probably just laugh in their face. Because yeah. like it's just like, like there, it's you, like it doesn't matter. Like there's nothing anyone can say to me anymore that I haven't heard a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. And that, like, working with other staff, they've said way worse. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, exactly. Some, some, some would, would say at the doors, like, that's the best you got? Hold on, let me go get Porkchop or Josh to come fucking say something to me. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be way worse. Exactly. I think that's the, the magic of working at, at Dallas, or just working for you, is you would say so much worse to everybody, and then <laughs> yeah. if someone says something else, you're like, that's not so bad. You're just desensitized to any insult. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I did it to help you guys. Oh, okay. That's, that's what it is. You're welcome. He's creating character. Yeah. I'm helping I'm helping you get prepared for on the door. For the for the real world. Exactly. Okay. Well that was good. So you spend a lot of your career, we'll, we'll say, on the door. Yeah, primarily. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things when I first got hired, I don't know if they were looking for door people or what it was, but uh, I just naturally like gravitate to the door I like a challenge so anything that like like I can like analyze and look at and try and problem solve so the fact that people come with IDs that aren't them or not real like I kind of like that because it was just like oh they're trying to like slip one by me and and it's a fun cool little like cat and mouse game of like trying to catch him if it's a fake ID or if it's really them or if it's their sister um, yeah. a pretty terrible one that I saw which was pretty funny I felt kind of bad after but I mean it is what it is it was one night this uh 
girl comes up, and it was usually females that came with like their sister's ID or something like that, and she gives me an ID, and it looks similar to her, and I was like, it's probably a sister. Like I wasn't completely convinced that it was her. So I was like, do you have a second piece of ID? And she's like, yeah, I have a passport. Like really confident, like most girls are when they have ID, that's not them. <laughs> yeah. And it was her sister, so she knew all the information. My birthday is this, like just rambling. And I was just like, all right, like thank you, thank you, thank you. And I was like, well, I do have two paid duties inside. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna pass off your ID to them. If they think that it's you, more than welcome to come into the bar. Um, if not, there's a potential that if you lie to them, they may charge with identity theft, which is like an actual crime that like anytime you apply for a job now, you're going to have to check off that. you got a criminal record, right? And this girl, confident as hell, is like, it's me, they're, get them. They're all confident. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Like, very I think, few times I think you have they... to be, though. But no, at the same time, it's like you need to cut your losses, man. Yeah, like, you need yeah. to understand, like, that's eh, not it's me. Not, but if you're going with that lie, you have to be confident. Like, this is, this is it. Like, you can, but you can abort any time, man. Like, my thought is like, if someone yeah. says you're getting the police involved or like gonna get someone to really check it yeah. and they're gonna go through the hoops, like at least when the cop comes out and asks, I'll just say, Nope, I apologize and walk away. Yeah, hundred percent. I would involved, I'd be out. Yeah. You because, can walk away right now. Don't make me do all of this. Because you the, will be in trouble. Yeah, because the second I start this, you will get you will get arrested. Yeah. So and just, like, just you can walk away. And that's like your that's like your one good grace. So, you know, like they give you that chance. So yeah. So take it. And so many people I've seen over like I don't know probably like the five years, it was just like they wouldn't. They were just be like I'm smarter than the police. I'm this. I'm that. Like I know everything. How can they like prove that it's not me? Well, they can't. <laughs> and so the paid duty female comes out and asks this girl straight up, "Is like is it you?" And the girl did the smart thing. She's like, "No, it's not." Well, at that point, once they get confirmation that it's not them, they legally can't give them back the ID that they possessed, right? Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, the girl's like, well, it's my sister. And it's like, well, unfortunately, your sister's going to have to come down to the station and get it from us, but we'll hold it on we'll, we'll hold on to it for her, so when she comes, we'll give it to her. And she, this girl starts, like, breaking down. And, like, I thought it was just going to be a normal breakdown. I'm just like, I didn't get into the bar. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I need at least a passport, I need it. And the cop's like, I legally can't give it to you. And the girl's like, you don't understand, I need it. My sister leaves for Jamaica on Monday and it is a Saturday night. Yeah. And I was like, what did you just do? You took your sister's eye, uh, your sister's passport yeah. when you know she left for Jamaica on Monday and it's Saturday. And it was just, I was like, why? And then I was like, did your sister at least let you take it? Yeah, like, does she know? Is yeah. she going to be looking for this passport? Well, exactly, And you're going to be like, I don't know where it is. No idea. Exactly. And she's just like, no, that's the problem. My sister's going to kill me. She doesn't know I took her passport. Yeah. And like I said, she leaves for Jamaica on Monday. And I was like, holy shit, this is going to suck. Imagine that phone call. Cop's like, too bad, so sad, call your sister and get her to come down as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened in translation. I don't know what transpired after that, but the cop came back like a month later and I saw her and she came up to me and she's like, you were the one with the passport, right? That like gave me the passport and ended up not being that girl. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, crazy story. And I was like, what? And she's like, so I guess the sister came down on the Sunday and I guess the evidence lockup or whatever they had, like, like whoever deals with that wasn't in that day or couldn't get it to her that day. So the girl missed her Jamaica trip. No. She had to fucking cancel it over her sister taking her fucking passport off her dresser or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and that's not like one like 
you can just get your money back. That's <laughs> yeah. like you just don't go and you lose that experience, fifteen hundred dollars, and experience. Like, yeah, even yeah. if you had travel insurance, like you just miss out on a fucking golden experience. Like what is that? What if that was like her first time going to Jamaica and it was like with all these awesome friends? Yeah, for and a she wedding. has to now sit yeah. and watch her friends have a good time yeah. from not even that same country. Like she has to just like watching videos and stories that's just get to experience yeah. it. Like what? that to me is the fucking worst. Oh, so you didn't like when we called you from Mexico all the time? I like that, but I mean, I was also in Australia, so I mean, uh, yeah. I was on my own beach, so to speak. Yeah, that one wasn't too bad. But I, I did miss that one. If I had the f- money, because it would have cost me like freaking like, like two thousand or three thousand dollars for just flights alone yeah. to get there. So we asked Dingo the same thing if he wanted to come. He was like, I would, but like it's like three, for a week. three times as much for me. Yeah. yeah, it's like two flights. It takes me like three days to get there. Yeah, and it's just it, it's not feasible. No. Especially for a short period of time. Like, yeah. if you went for, like, a month for some reason somewhere, easily yeah, for worth sure. it. But, like, to almost do a basic 24-hour flight again. Yeah. And then do it again on the way back, going to be hungover as fuck. Like, <laughs> no <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No. To make it worth it, you'd be drunk the entire time. Like, even before you get on the plane, you'd still be drunk. Right? Oh, man. Well, we're drunk the entire time. It's Mexico. And that's what you do. <laughs> serious here. You can't go 10 feet without someone throwing a cerveza at you. That's true. <laughs> cerveza and tacos everywhere. It's fantastic. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Definitely going to go again when things open up. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice when things open up to get everyone back together again. I always, like, have these, like, little, like, reunions with everyone that I worked with over the years and just catching up, seeing where they are now. It's just nice. Yeah. But, you know, with COVID, you can't really do that, but... That's fair. As soon as it opens up again, it'll be nice to kind of shoot the shit and talk the same stories again. That's fair. That's good. You know, I think uh, probably one of the reasons why you were put on door is you're probably one of the few that can actually read. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. We're we're not known for being smart most of the time for security. Like we get punched in the head a lot. We lose some brain cells. We agree to get punched in the head yeah. in interviews. So so you gotta be screw loose there to say yes to that. Yeah. So you, you were a high a high. Uh, Target on to get on door. You're like a first round draft pick. But it's also that you're you're good at talking with people. You're not. Yeah. You don't clam up and just kind of. Uh, you, 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 did you drink tonight? Have any? Maybe. Yeah. You get like scared by it. You willingly talk to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in circles, saying the same thing for nine hours. But you still talk to them. Yeah. Moral of the story: <laughs> Don't repeat yourself more than three times because. Drunk people don't understand sober logic. No. no and they never will. They never will. They never will, but you still just you go with it. Well, I, th- I think also in terms of the door, like, you know, you guys were awesome in terms of, like, showing me how to do it properly and, like, what to ask, how to ask it, you yeah. know? So I had a really good, like, team that trained me. But at the same time, too, like, you guys gave me a job, right? So I... I take that seriously. Like, you guys saw value in me to add me to your team. So I'm not just going to, like, do a half-assed job. And at the end of the day, if I do a half-assed job and let someone in who's underage or someone with a fake ID or what have you, like, then we're all affected, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I have that responsibility. So I take the door as much as being inside and making sure no fights and no conflict and that, like, if any medical issues pop up inside, like, we have people here that can deal with it and make sure everyone's safe and that no one's hurt. Um, the door also has a big responsibility in making sure that the doors stay open and that we don't get fined or shut down or suspended or license suspended um, because we're serving people under the age. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people never took doors seriously. They always thought it's kind of like a bitch spot, 
but like the door is one of the most important things like you said everything passes through the door everyone comes through the front door everyone leaves all the fights end up at the front door radio calls are at the front door like front door is one of the biggest positions available exactly so well, that was my like my it's a senior it position exactly you don't come in off the street and start working door no like it's the guys we trusted to work door yeah and like the the shit you'd see outside too which is always funny man like you know people come up and like you know being in canada with like the winters and stuff they get these massive jackets and then all of a sudden like it's this like tiny little girl looking like she's bundled up like an eskimo and then <laughs> You freaking like look in her freaking pockets of her jacket. She's got a freaking like forty of vodka jammed in the pocket of it. Like I now know why you fucking bundled <coughs> up with this massive jacket, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's it too. It's right. We can't let any like alcohol, anything like that, from outside into the premises, right? So I like that too, right? It's it's a it's a cool another facet of the door of like making sure that everyone a is first able to come in, like they're of age. Um, they're not too intoxicated where we may be charged with like over service and also like are they trying to sneak anything by you and I don't understand this but like 99% of the guys and girls who like brought drugs into the bar put it in the most obvious fucking spots man like guys would just you know where you put like your bills in your wallet in your wallet yeah. they yeah. put like fucking bags of coke there yeah and I was like when they, so, when they literally and, open and they, your they wallet literally open their, it's pointed right at you and you ask for their fucking idea and their fucking money shows and I'm like what's that I'm like Oh, it's uh, nothing. And I'm like, why is it in a Batman fucking logoed baggie then? And yeah. then he fucking pulls out a little dime bag full of blow. And he's like, oh, it's, that's not what it is. I'm like, yeah. I'm sure. This is just my protein powder for later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are my caffeine pills. I just crush up and snort them because you got more of a kick that way. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, uh, the one nightclub that I used to work at, we used to do pat downs. So, the, you know, like the tiny change pocket that you have on, on jeans? Yep. Guys would always put drugs in there. Oh, yeah. So, like, you pat them down, they're like, oh, I'm safe, and then I put my finger into that pocket and pull out <laughs> all their drugs every time. I'm like, oh, I don't know how that got there. I think I bought them this way. Like, These are my jeans. <laughs> yeah. These yeah. are my jeans. Is huge. Yeah. I just got it from the thrift store. Yeah. I, did, I didn't even go home and wash them. <laughs> you know, so I jumped into them. Yeah, you can get some weird fucking things. Like, just admit to it. Save us all the trouble. Yeah. Like, we're going to respect you more and just be like, all right, man, we're just going to toss this and call it a day. What? And the funny thing is, is, I think people think that we're the police, and we're not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not the law. I'm not the one writing you a ticket. I'm not the one going to put you in handcuffs. Like, I really don't care what you have in the context of, like, I'm not your conscience. I'm not here to tell you that what you put in your body or what you do is wrong. That's on you. I'm just saying what you can bring into this establishment mm-hmm. yeah. and what you, what you can and can't do. So it's so funny when people are just, like, they're embarrassed to, like, admit it is what it is. But I'm like, honestly, just shoot me straight. Like, if you're honest with me, I'll be honest with you, and then we'll be able to figure out a solution. But yeah, I mean, either way, you're not coming in. But yeah, <laughs> realistically, but it's so funny yeah. that they try and keep up this lie, like it's like gonna prove something to you. But you already called them on their bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's very hard to lie about having a gram of fucking blow <laughs> yeah. when I just pulled out a gram of blow from your your pocket. And like I said, it's fucking got Batman logos yeah. fucking stamped all over the bag or some shit. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's move on. I know. What's the funniest thing you've seen someone pull out of the pocket? Ooh, that's a great question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> fucking throwing darts. Throwing, throwing darts. knives? Throwing darts. Like, the darts that you've had at, like, a fucking pool hall. Yeah. Play. So, I, just I, like, darts. Just darts, yeah. So, why, why did you call them throwing darts? What kind I guess of they would just be darts. Darts would there be? 
like well, you're blowing. Well, well, I guess there's like well, a blow dart. Well, well, nowadays, I guess people call cigarettes darts. Yeah. Okay. So that's true. I said throwing darts in the context of like being said, like okay. it's the game that people so watch. Some billiard darts of some ex- sort. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So this girl it was the winter. She comes up with this massive like, like Canadian goose jacket on, like freaking covers all the way down to like her low shin. Yeah. And like anytime I see like a girl, or even guy, in the winter come with a coat like that, like. Most of the people show up in fucking shorts and a t-shirt and some skimpy outfits, yeah. even in the winter. 100%. So I'm like, why are you wearing a jacket that big? Like, yeah. unless you're the DD. And I usually ask them that, too. And this girl uh, has stuff in her pockets. So I'm like, do you mind just pointing it out? Because I could tell there were things in her pockets. Um, just because there was, like, hats and gloves. And you don't know what people put in that. They like to put, like, little Mickeys and stuff into their, you know, gloves yeah. and then jam it in their pockets so you don't see the top of the bottle and all those little ones. And... Um, so I was like, can you take everything out of your pockets, please? Or do you mind if I check? And, and she's like, I don't mind if you check. And I was like, okay, like, is there anything that's gonna stick or poke me? I'm gonna put my hands in here. She's like, yeah, maybe. And I was like, okay, then I prefer if you do it. So she pulls out. That's she pulls scary out. as fuck. Yeah, then I'm like, yeah, <laughs> maybe. What the fuck does that mean? I know, and like, when you ask that question, you get one of two responses. Like, like no, I'm not a druggie. They just yeah, immediately yeah, think yeah. it's like needles. Or they're just like, just completely off-putted by it. And they're like, well, like, what do you mean by that? And then you have to like, go into depth. But like, um, so she pulls out like, I'm not even kidding, like five darts. And I'm like, you can't bring that in here. And she's like, don't you guys have like a dartboard? And I'm like, no, we don't have a dartboard. <laughs> I was like, where did you get that? And she's like, I don't know. I just assumed that like this bar had one. I'm like, it's like technically like a country nightclub. Like we yeah, don't have it. Like, like, it's a nightclub, not a pub. Well, you even go to a pub down the street. Like there's really no place that I know of, at least in KW, that has throw, like dart boards and pool tables and that kind of stuff, unless you go to a specific bar. Yeah. Or really it's it's more of a restaurant that, that has them. Exactly, pool, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, so I was just so off-putted by it. It was so funny though, too. Um, Cause I was just like, well, I'll hold on to them cause I can't let you actually bring it in. And so I'm not gonna hit anyone with them. I'm just gonna keep them in my coat. And I was like, I don't understand that, but like what happens if you keep your coat on you and some guy, you know, makes an insult to you and you know, give yeah. him a little poke with it. Like, it's just more so for safety. I'm not saying you're a bad person that you're gonna do that, but it's more so if I don't let it in, it won't, it won't be a problem in the future. And I think that was the cool part about Door too, is that like, you almost had to like say no to certain things because if you said yes to them, that would be a potential issue you'd have to deal with like later on in the night. If that person, like I said, like yeah. one of our rules here was like no steel toe boots. Yeah. Not saying that person coming in is gonna kick someone with their boot, but like, let's say that person gets pissed off goes and like blacks out in a rage and then freaking kicks someone with that. Yeah, I'm not saying they're gonna kick someone with the steel toe boot, but I think you're gonna kick someone with a steel toe boot eventually. They could happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you're, you're not taking that chance. As long as they're gonna take off their boot, you know, and then be like, I'm gonna kick you with my bare foot. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hold said, on a second. <laughs> I said I wouldn't kick them in the face, so I'll just... Hold them there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's no. Fair. Okay, so darts was probably the weirdest thing. Okay, probably. so one time this... This guy came to the door. Uh, it was a guy came with his girlfriend, and I was like, "Oh, like, do you have anything in your pockets? Like, do you have anything that's like sharp?" And he goes, "No." I was like, "Okay, like, could you empty your pockets?" He goes, "Okay." He pulls he pulls everything out. He had his wallet and an entire ribbon of condoms. Oh. And I was like, "Oh, for that big night." Yeah. So he's, he's got with, that he's frat his, boy sash. Yeah. So he's with his girlfriend, and then she's like. Why, why do you have those? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, like, you never know. He's like, oh, 
why do you have them? She's like, I'm, you know I'm celibate and it's not going to happen. And I was like, oof. I was like, oh no, you're in trouble now. And she's like, yeah, but like, why, why do you have a ribbon of them? You're just trying to go on. You just have one? Like, yeah, yeah, what is wrong with this thing. kid? And then he's like, well, uh, and they had the biggest fight at the front door. See, I don't think bringing like a ribbon of condoms is actually a, a like alpha male or like no. dominant move because it's just like to me it just seems like the dude's quick on the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many do you fucking need in the night? Like, you can't satisfy with that, one. I don't know any girl who's be like, ooh, he's got twelve condoms. I am looking forward to this. <laughs> gonna use all twelve. Yeah, this is good. This is gonna be a good night. They look at him. He go, numbers them all and gives them out. Be like, listen, I'll come. I'll find you later. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Like, any girl would look at him and be like, stage what the, the fuck mic? is this guy thinking? Number he's one. Doing? <laughs> Calling number one. Calling number one. You got you won the lottery. You get to take me home. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've ever found? Oh fuck. Weirdest thing? Or funniest thing? I don't know. Man, my door time was a long time ago. Yeah. Can't think of anything particular. Probably just like the normal like. Girls coming on her bachelorette, she pulls out the weird dick-shaped stuff that they're all embarrassed by. Yeah, it's like you pull out the dick straw and like, well, all right. I hated all that stuff. Hundred percent, it was so stupid. But they get so embarrassed by it. It's like, oh, it's my bachelorette. I brought this for like so and so. Yeah, you brought him a dick straw. Woo! Hearty animals. Well, like. What I always laughed about having like bachelorettes or bachelor parties here is like, why the fuck did you come here? Like it's just downtown Kitchener. Like, it's there's not really like luxury to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was not think to be that, about like, luxury all the time. They like country music. They want to come dance. I guess. I guess. Like the dance. funniest thing is the bachelor parties are bring the the blow up doll. Yeah. And then the guy has to carry it around all night. It's like, why? Why? Why do you do this? I know. It's like some like last night, but they just like talk the dude the whole fucking night like poor yeah. guy so it, it's yeah. funny yeah I remember this one uh, bachelorette party that came and you know like any bachelorette party you just like drinks on drinks on drinks on drinks and it was like the cliche like you said dick straws yeah. fucking Mardi Gras beads fucking like blow dolls bachelorette fucking, shirts, she's got one of those like uh, tiaras tiaras on yeah saying like bride to be and all her like bridesmaids have like you know, bridesmaid written all like in that like yeah. crappy font on their t-shirt and at that time we still had the mechanical bull and of course like like any bachelorette party they're gonna get the you know bride to beat if we can yeah. get on the bull well this girl had way too many drinks and I think yeah. we we're just trying to be nice to her and be like yeah we'll let you stay but like you gotta start drinking some water and <laughs> all of a sudden she gets on the freaking bull and she's having a tough time like She's trying to jump up, and the bowl is like hard plastic, so it's a little slippery. Yeah. And um, she kept sliding off one side to the next, and she finally gets on. She finally gets on. And I forget who was controlling the bowl, but I was like, just go slow, man. Because like as soon as it started moving, like you could just tell her body was just going with the bowl, and she was like, two seconds, she'd be off. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what happened, but they kind of were like, we'll speed it up a little bit and hit the next button. Well, I kind of bucked her funny, and she hit her face off the fucking hard plastic of the bowl. Like, she literally was bleeding. Like, she had, like, a bloody nose. Oh, and man. I was, like, and so, obviously, like, I'm there. So, I, like, get off the bowl, and I got them to, like, wipe down the bowl so there's no blood on it, right? And um, 
we take her to like the washroom to get her cleaned up and all the bridesmaids are like freaking out and I was like, so when's your wedding? And she's like, it's next week. And I was like, oh my God, I hope she does not have like wedding photos with a black eye or a busted nose. Like I felt so bad for That's her. Bad, yeah. well, That's better than a bachelor party that was at Elements one day. <laughs> um, he got into a giant brawl, like 10 on 10, like brawl. And then it was like, 20 security jumping in on that and this was back when we just threw hands so you're in a fight you're now fighting security and whoever you were fighting yeah and the it turned it out it turned out to be the the groom he ended up leaving with like marks all over his face and then one of the guys after was like he's getting married tomorrow <laughs> and i was like no. you are fucking retarded like, who goes out the night before? And just gets into, like, an insane fist. Yeah, like, you know, you're getting married. Maybe you shouldn't start using your your, your face to block these punches. But, like, that's the one story that's always stuck in my head. Using your face to block these punches. <laughs> yeah. But, like, okay. the next day, a week, oh, you, you might be able to cover that. Yeah. You're not covering that swelling and, like, you're, you're broke. He had a broken nose, 100%. Yeah. And, like, his eye was starting to swell. He had cuts on his lip. Like, he got fucked. Jeez. His bride-to-be would have been so pissed. I, yeah, well, 100%. I hope, well, I hope they're having a halloween theme party because he's going to come looking like fucking Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's one I've never understood. Like, even the week before is kind of iffy. Yeah. Like, yeah, you need, you need some time to, like, just in case something happens. Yeah, just in case you, your, your friends are dumbasses and get you in a brawl. Yeah. This is true. All right. Where where else have you worked? Um, pretty much all KW, most yeah. of those places. So like I would help out at like Elements for concerts. Uh, I remember I worked. Um, I've done Roxanne's for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which was quite eventful. Um, where else? Pub on King. Do you ever do the fills, anything like Uptown Waterloo? Um, yeah, I helped out at fills a couple times just because I knew one of like the like heads of security of working at that time. She would call me anytime she had like random shifts on yeah. like a Sunday or Monday or whatever. Or, like, or if like they were open for Halloween and it was during the week and then we weren't open till the Friday or what have you. Because yep. like, we were only open the Friday and Saturdays, right? So it made my schedule pretty easy mm-hmm. to, to be able to work during the week if anyone called me. But... That was pretty much, that's really the gist of it. I can't really think of any other ones. Those are like my staple ones. And then the random times that like, like St. Patrick's Day, like McCabe's, like the pubs down the street that needed people what to be on the door. What did you think of those ones? Which ones? Like St. Patrick's Day and everything. Like a lot of people fucking hated them just because it was like, a, it was a long fucking shift, but like. I liked them. So boring. It's boring, but I'm with good people. Like I said, like I think the one time it was like me. Jeff, Josh, Sean, Jacob, we yeah. all just kind of hung out and shot the shit for like three quarters of the day until like, probably like four or five p.m. And then it started picking up a little bit. It had like the noon people that came in for lunch, yeah. but and then like in the evening, it like would obviously the bar would get packed, and then we'd go back to Dallas for the evening, right? If it was on yeah. a Friday, right? Yeah, so man, th- those shifts sucked. I didn't mind. No, I mean I'm still getting paid, right? So money's money. I well, can't yeah, really you, you guys got paid. Cause you got like double time and a half. Yeah. I'm on salary. I got paid fucking sweet Same dick shit, all yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah, that like, that that year was, was especially bad because I had to go watch the parking lot at um, Pub on King because they had whole tents set up and 
whole bunch of stuff out there that they didn't want people stealing. So I had to go sit in that parking lot the night before uh. until more people came in during the day. And then I went to McCabe's. And then I was at Dallas. Yeah, that's so fucked. And yeah. you're on salary for all that shit, man. Yeah, that was like Fuck one, of, one no. of the worst days. I would have been like, for this stretch, you're paying me hourly. That's what I would have fucking yeah. done. Because <laughs> fuck that. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't mind St. Patrick's Day. The only thing that, like, I think everyone who's worked in the bar scene for, for a bit, like, understands that, like, holidays and things like that that other people get to experience, you basically don't in the context that you're usually working most of them. So, like, New Year's was the biggest New Year's, one, right? St. Patrick's Day, um, you know, when the college kids and university kids come back, you know, you have uh, Homecoming frosh. and Frosh Week. Um, so all those kind of, like, big party events that are, like, happen annually like i just really never participated in that much like yeah. do you feel you missed out on them not really i mean honestly seeing some of the people that came into our bar some nights and and how people would act i'm fucking glad i didn't drink like that because i'm like that's fucking embarrassing man yeah, <laughs> yeah. so no i don't think i missed out like i mean i was making money where they were spending it so that's kind of my context in it and then uh, you, you still saw the party go on i still have to experience yeah. it i just experienced it from a different angle than others yeah yeah but. some people like they they really hate it and other people like like yourself are like yeah it was great i got paid to do the same thing and yeah and all, like i said like it's more like a hangout like it, you know like yes yeah. things happen and we need to deal with them but like a lot of times it's you're just like hanging out listening to music when they decide to change the playlist which is like <laughs> once every five years yeah. i think <laughs> but uh but it's good shit like you know and you're working with people that you like so i mean I can't. I can complain, but I won't. Cause it, it's 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 minute. It's not nothing and terrible. At the, at the end of the day, I chose it. Like I chose to do it. Yeah. You know, so it's not. Do you have one holiday or theme that you you like more than the others? Is there one you look forward to? Um. No, but I can tell you one that I fucking didn't look forward to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Halloween. Really? Was, yeah. Yeah, I love Halloween. It's probably one of my favorite. Okay. Like in terms of themes and stuff like that, I love yeah. Halloween. I hate that people show up in their fucking costumes with all their face paint and bullshit because uh, at the door, they got a fucking like mask on and they're like, they give me an ID and I'm like, I need to see what's under the mask, dude. Like, yeah. And people are just like, oh, you're going to make me take off my, uh, my costume? Like, that's so insensitive. I'm like, you're trying to get into a bar. I need to make sure that like you're amazed and you can come into the bar. Like, yeah. It was more of like one of those nights that's like frustrating. And then also, all the props they'd bring, man, like the fucking fake guns and the fucking fake baseball bats. Like... Or a golf, fake well, golf club or something. It's when they bring the real ones in. <laughs> yeah, like, man, fair. you can't bring a bat in, but I'm a baseball player. <laughs> Completes my costume, dude. Bring a fucking glove <laughs> then. Yeah. You're not bringing a bat into the bar. Yeah. Or like, Why not? Same thing, because I'm not going to let you hit somebody. <laughs> yeah. But even the ones that were like hard plastic, like I think a lot of yeah. them we would just fucking take and like give it back to them at the end of the night because, like I said, like they would end up just getting thrown. Like, and then you would have yeah. to clean up all the shit at the end of the night. Like, like that was always the funniest. It was like a crime scene. At the end of the night, seeing all, like, you see feathers or handcuffs, weird things all over the bar. Yeah. Fuck, man. 100%, man. But it, it was, a, it, like, the parties we threw were always fun. They are always good. Like, yeah. I mean, people came here to have a good time. And the nice part about being, like, one of the biggest, if not the biggest bar in the area was that, like, you know, if people wanted to come with their groups of friends and have a good time, they could, right? Like, we offered that to yeah. them, right? The only thing is, like, like, like Fridays, it's like if you don't get here right at, you're not here within the first hour. You're gonna be waiting a while. Hundred percent. But at the same time, like 
you know, the natural progression of the night. Like people leave and other people come in. It's not like we only have like a two, three hundred person capacity. And, yeah. And then like it's just a standstill. Yeah. Eventually that. everyone like, does get in, but it is to like twelve thirty, one o'clock. I know. And then one thirty, we shut down doors anyway. So mm-hmm. like you just barely make it, but sure. you still make it at least. Did you prefer slower nights or busy nights? Busy nights. 100%. Busy nights. Slow nights suck because you sit there watching the clock. You're dreading about what's going to happen if something big goes down. So, you know, like, so I, I get that for sure. But I think for me, so depending on, like, when I was working on door, depending on who I was on door with, the night would be great if it was slow because you just, like, talk the whole time. Yeah. just chat about whatever. Yeah, busy nights, they go by, by fast. so fast. Yeah. They do go like You they don't do have go time fast, to yes. look at the clock and all of a sudden yeah. it's, wow, it's midnight already. What, 1.30, we're shutting doors down? Two, golden, everyone's yeah. out. Exactly. So yeah. I remember working the door with, with you. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes it was slow and then, like, oh, there's a fight inside. Who's going to take it? You can go. <laughs> go. Dude, the, go fun, the funniest thing is, like, so, like, just down the street, we got this, like, burrito place called Fat Bastard Burrito, right? Yeah. And every night, I swear, every fucking Friday night, there'd always be a fight that would break out there. And then, like, one of the managers from, like, that location would come down and be like, there's a fight. Can you please help? Or there's there's always some fucked up scenario. Yeah. I remember I was inside, I think, and I was, like, just hanging out. And then Josh just, like, calls over the radio, like, there's a fight outside. And so I go running down the hallway, and he does this, like, funny little, like, 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 like motion for me to run to oh, like, like you're running like, your, your baseball player and he's running, running the bases home. like he's like the yeah. like just third the big base coach like in that wheel I'm just like yeah he's like go 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 and he's just like he's like the burrito place and yeah. we run in there and there's just a massive fist fight going on yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like and his guys like calm the fuck down and like you find out the reason why a fight broke out in this fucking fast food restaurant was because like someone cut someone in the fucking line yeah or someone didn't wait their turn it's like you fucking ended up like destroying this fucking restaurant for over like butting someone in line like for you could have just minutes. said for yeah, a burrito for a fucking burrito like it's like so what if you butted you you wait in five minutes tops to get served or like you could have probably just said hey like yeah but again, I'm, I'm here and if his response was like you know like fuck off well then it's like i guess it's not that choice you can choose but it's like is it really worth it yeah i don't know yeah they're all drunk though they don't they have no idea what's worth it yeah yeah and they also don't understand the consequences of their actions right like yeah. i mean if the cops were there, they could just, you know, put them all in the back of the yeah, you know, cruiser and, and, that point. and it's just like, we don't care who instigated it. Y'all were a part of it. Yeah. Like, you're all coming down and we'll talk in the morning. You guys can sleep off in a drunk tank, right? Yeah. And then you guys can play for any, like, destruction of property amongst all you if, if, if any of that happened. Um, but the, I think one of the funniest ones we came, went to down there was, uh, like, the manager walks out and it's like, can you help us? And we're like, is there a fight? Like, we're kind of concerned. And she's like, no, no, no. There's just a guy who's sleeping. So we just thought nothing of it. Like, he's probably just sleeping at one of the tables. Yeah. And Sean walks up, and he opens the door. He's like, what the fuck? The guy is literally, like, sleeping on the shitter with his pants down and his face on, like, the toilet the toilet paper dispenser. Like, just fucking out. And, like, trying to wake this fucker up with his pants around his ankles. being like, hey, brother, like, you, you gotta go. Like, 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 I don't want to get close to this. Yeah. Like, trying to get that dude a cab. Fucking, it was funny. Yeah. We That's helped him out so many times. Never got a discount from them, ever. Dude, I never went back. I got food poisoning from them once. Yeah. Never went back after that, dude. And, like, yeah. it's kind of like, you expect, though, at the end of the night, if you're going at the end after, like, a 3 a.m., 3.30 shift, you get done, like, that shit's been sitting there all day. They're not, like, cooking that up fresh for you, you know? So, like, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, after the rush, so whatever was cooked is cooked, and then 
if it was undercooked, they still just threw it on there. Yeah. Because if someone, like, if you're drunk and you throw it up, you just thought maybe the yeah. alcohol. You, you drank too upset much. Upset stomach from the booze. Yeah. 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 But I do understand where you're coming from. Like, the offer, the gesture would have been nice. Yeah. Since we helped them 100%. out of time. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I just saved your gate. I saved you thousands of dollars. Please give me one free can of soda. That's all I ask. Just a simple one gesture. simple thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes they didn't even acknowledge, like, we worked here. It's like, oh, you work at Dallas. Yeah. You know, maybe some extra guac for free. Yeah. Nope. Still got to pay that extra dollar twenty-five. Yeah, and we're the first people they call when their shit hits the fan, yeah. you know? Or their shit hits the floor because someone missed the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that was just always... stood at the door and be like, do I get a discount next time? <laughs> no? Okay, I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was always the grossest, man. Like, no offense to our washrooms or like any bar washroom, but they're always fucking disgusting. Oh, yeah. You find fucking shit, piss, fucking everything all over the fucking floor, oh, yeah. man. And that is disgusting. Had people upper deck the, the toilets. Yeah. Uh, That's always like the, the worst fucking thing to go down. Like, that, okay. Why isn't this toilet working? And you pull the cover off and it's just shit in there. You're like, motherfuckers. Not going to lie, though. That's a fucking funny one. Like, it if is. somebody upper decked it, I'd be like, touche, brother. Like, that's a funny one. But I'm talking about the ones where, like, it literally looks like someone took a shit and realized it was still hanging off their ass before they decided to move away from the toilet. Like, just yeah. fucking, like, fold them out of the bathroom. Like, yeah. did you fucking wipe? Like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, like, they're, they're always soaked. I hate, I hate going to bar bathrooms and, like, the floor is soaked. Always. Like, why? Why is this happening? And it's not, and, like, you look around and there's no fucking tap running. There's <laughs> no tap running, so... It's no. fucking either piss or fucking toilet water from a leak. Yeah. The girls' bathroom always so much worse than the guys. Yeah, 100%. the guys would like break stuff. So like, you're always gonna have these soap dispensers knocked down, yeah. toilet paper knocked down, like water running. But like, girls, they throw every piece of toilet paper they can. Yeah, eat full rolls in the toilet, and then Crazy. it's on the ground. Just like, and what? they're always the ones who complain that there's no toilet paper. Yeah, and they just threw it all in there. Yeah. Well, that was like this one, uh, this one customer one time. They came up and they complained that we had no soap dispensers on the walls. And then so I was like, yeah. So here's some hand sanitizer. And he was like, yeah, but it's so unsanitary. You guys don't have soap down there. I was like, well, maybe you can tell everyone else who comes here to stop fucking ripping the dispensers off the wall because we have to pay to repair it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and it's not like it happened every few weeks. Literally, every week. Well, every night. So like, we could get five or six in, and then <laughs> within a week, that shit's gone. And they're like forty dollars each. Fifty. I think they were like forty-six bucks each. It's expensive, man. Yeah. Like it's like someone come to your house and fucking break and shit, and then they come back every night and do it. It's just like it's kind of just disrespectful. And at one point, you just have to be like, fuck it. Like you lose, you lose the privilege of having a fucking soap dispenser on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like when my boss comes in, like, why have you guys spent six hundred dollars on soap dispensers in a month? Yeah. Well, fun fact: nobody apparently likes to wash their hands. They're a bunch of disgusting motherfuckers, so they break them. And he goes, "Well, stop buying them." Bars of soap. That's it. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna go buy the dollar store hand pump, and I'm gonna duct tape it to the wall. Exactly. That's the best you're gonna get now. For sure. So what was your favorite thing about working here in the bar? Uh, the people, man. Like, just the people I worked with. Hands down, like, some of my best friends even to this day. Like, you just, like, 
develop a kind of bond uh, and like good banter too. I mean, we always like poke yeah. fun at each other, but it's good. It's all in the like, it's all in fun. It's and, all in good uh, fun, Jacob. You fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Like these are people that like, if I need help with something, even in my personal life, they'll be there for me, and vice versa. Um, yeah. You know, because you know we've been through the thick of it here. You know, and it was like those. I always enjoyed after late night we'd go to like Mel's Diner at like as long yeah. as no one fucked up their till any bartender didn't fuck up their till we'd be there at a decent time oh, if man. not it'd be like 4.30 5am in the morning we're fucking eating breakfast like and then after that going home and sleeping the rest of the day but, yeah um, yeah man just the people I mean these are like lifelong friends that, that I've met and and I'm just happy to have the experience you know like this place like, t- taught me a lot in terms of just like you know, dealing, having good communication skills and the importance of it and um, how to deal with, like, conflict resolution without, like, and not getting, like, frustrated because someone insults you, right? Like, those little things that I feel like would benefit anyone in everyday life, like, yeah. it just helps you, like, hone those types of skills. That's fair. If you could give some someone starting a piece of advice, what would it be? piece of advice? Yeah. What's one thing you wish someone told you when you first started? That's a good question. Um, On door, something inside. Yeah. This is a piece of advice. Don't don't take things seriously. Look at people's shoes. Yeah. What do you um, got? Yeah, probably that. It would probably be like not don't take anything too seriously in the context of like what people say to you. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone is so, especially nowadays, everyone's so like obsessed with what people think about them and what they say like I mean we've even had security guards here that like someone insults them like like uh why do you call me a bitch yeah why do you call I was me? nice to him yeah and they take it so seriously it's like they're drunk and you're kicking them out that is Kate that's enough yeah of a reason for them to call you a fucking bitch yeah but um yeah don't take things too seriously and like and then like and it's okay to say if it's not for you at the end of the 100%. day because at the end of the day you're gonna save yourself from like a situation you don't want to be in, but you're also going to save the team in the context of like, if shit hits the fan, like you want, you want to know that you're going to be there to back them up too. Yeah. So if that's not for you, don't play it off because you want to seem cool to that fucking chick in the smoke pit. Yeah. Don't and, wait until something big happens to be like, you know what? I I, I can't get into that. I don't want to. I don't want to take that punch to the face. Yeah. And stand back while there's that brawl well, going on. Exactly. Because I mean, we've had security guards in the past that like. You know, there's a massive fight going on, and they're sitting there fucking flirting with a chick. It's just like, well, that person doesn't have my back, so like, yeah, no disrespect to them as a person, but like, I don't trust them in the context of like, they're not gonna do it for me. Like, why should I do it for them, right? And so, True. if you have the mentality coming in that like, you know, going in, like you said, that question in the interview, like, are you, are you good with getting punched in the face? Yeah. Like, not that you want to, but if it happens, are you good with it? And and little things like that, and like. I think even doing some interviews myself for security positions, like when people ask, like, you know, how are you in crowd control? Can you assert yourself yeah. with like? Are you, you authoritative? Know? Are you? Can you? Can you project? Are you confident about what you're saying? Yeah, that's and, a big thing. And that, not that like stumbling people. and stuttering, and like that comes out in time. Like nobody's perfect, but if you're open to working and like developing and not shying away from a challenge, because that's what it is. I mean, you're yeah. going to be thrown into uncomfortable situations, and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And, and do your best to make it out on the other side all right, you know, and, and being able to de-escalate it without always going hands-on as the first option, you know. And without so, going hands-on and without you getting so defensive, 
that it riles them up even more. Yeah, exactly. And and that's kind of my point of like, don't take things too serious. Like, you don't fucking if someone insults you, don't fucking immediately snap back with another insult, yeah. right? Like, if you snap back with another insult, like you're just prompting to get punched in the face. Like, I mean, it's true. It, and like, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, like. It's your job to be the adult. You're basically the fucking babysitter and chaperone of fucking adults. Mm-hmm. And it's shitty because you're telling an adult that they can't drink alcohol and they're trying to sit there being like, watch me, motherfucker. I'm going to drink all this. And, yeah. and you got to be like, no, enough is enough and you got to leave. And, and, and it's a difficult position because they don't want to listen. They're like fucking toddlers having a temper tantrum. Yeah. You know but, who uh, are sometimes the worst people to deal with? Older Old people. people. Yes. They're the fucking worst. So dude. entitled. Dude. I've been drinking since before you were born. Well, you still fucking suck at it, so we gotta go. Yep. Oh, man, there is this one guy come in. It was like a Saturday. Um, Yarp Yarp? What? Was it Yarp Yarp? Okay. Yarp Yarp? Uh, no. No. <laughs> okay, go There's ahead. This old guy, he comes in, and he, like, randomly, like, it was no one. There was probably, like, a group of, like, five guys that came together, and then this old guy he goes up to a bar, gets, like, a Corona. And then he's like kind of like on the dance floor. There's no one on the dance floor. It's completely empty. And he starts doing these like weird like little hip thrust moves. Yeah. And then he puts his beer down at the table and randomly starts doing fucking karate. Like he starts what? like doing like front snap kicks, throwing punches. And then right then, I think it was Chris at the time, he turns on fucking like that kung fu fighting song. <laughs> and this guy goes bananas, man. This guy fucking goes. He goes like full karate mode. Like ah, 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 ah. Like throwing like punches, karate chops, and all this fucks, fucking funny, right? And everyone's dying. Like, I'm yeah. laughing, crying, and I'm like, this guy's got to go soon. Like, I don't know why, yeah. but you can't be throwing punches. He's not anywhere near anybody. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, like, more comical because he had literally the whole dance floor to himself. But he saw that there was, like, a group of guys kind of laughing at him, these guys in the corner. So he goes up, grabs one of our, like, thick wooden chairs, Brings it up over his head to like go up to like hit them with it, yeah. and I run down and I grabbed it <laughs> and just pulled it out of his hands. I was like, "All right, buddy, time to go." Because I guess at that point he was insulted by their uh, the reaction <laughs> to his sick moves. I don't remember that. Oh man, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's probably one of the ones that just happened kind of quick, and you you tell the story after. Oh, dude. Okay. Um, so last question I got is: Would you recommend for somebody to work in a bar? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it just has to align with like what you're looking for, right? Like in terms of like security, like are you looking, do you just want to do it because it's extra money? Okay, cool, that's fine. It's for you if that's what you want. Um, but if it's something that you're trying to build your resume, like myself, where it's like I want to get into like emergency services and stuff like that, so I have to mm-hmm. have good conflict resolution skills and, uh, and things like that, like definitely recommend it because I mean, you're going to deal with like probably 90% of the customers you're going to deal with in whatever kind of scenario and you're going to have already that skill and that knowledge on how to like de-escalate someone who's potentially under the influence of something, right? Or someone that just doesn't understand logic and reason, like how to deal with those types of people. What you can and can't do. And it, it helps in the context too of like understanding like the Liquor License Act and like and Liquor License Trespass Property Act, all, all sorts of different All those little ones, man, that like will come back down the road if you yep. get into that type of work, right? And, and it helps you kind of be more analytical and and really kind of hone in on certain things. Mm. Um, so definitely, if that's something you'd be interested in, 100%, I think it would be a good idea for somebody to to try. I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody, but I mean, if it's something that interests you, like why not? I would say if you are first, sorry, 
I'd say that like if you're the type of person that gets offended easily and wants to always like and you think it's just going to be a fight all the time like this is not for you they man. never last yeah uh, you know you can, like, you can figure those people out and yeah, you know they like never last because at the end of the day like i mean if your goal at the end of the night is to come in and just like knock a couple heads together and get into a fist fight like this isn't for you man like we don't need people that like you know are piss and vinegar trying to fight every two seconds we need people who can like see a fight going on be able to like logically think what's the best resolution and deal with it without like you know, slamming some dude into the wall and like busting his face up or something stupid, right? Like, mm. uh, I think now more than ever with how strict the world's getting with like how restrictive, like if you go hands on, you have to be able to write an incident report and specifically say like why and why you felt threatened and yeah. why that was necessary. You have to, to do articulate to do. why why you decided force was was necessary in that situation. Like, he called me fat, yeah. So I clocked him in the face. Well, it, that's my whole point, right? And. And so nowadays you need people who are like, yes, can deal with conflict, but also have the brain on them to be able to articulate and communicate first and foremost yeah. before anything else. Yeah, I agree. One thing I love about you being here and looking forward to going in the medical side, you were great for all those first aid calls. Those yeah. broken bones that I fucking hated. Dude, nasty. That you, you were just, you were in there, no problem. Lady snaps her ankle down at the stairs. Dude, like fucking shin snapped. It yeah, was nasty. I come around the corner. Those I see are the that, worst. Those that are gross. bone sticking out. You're just like, okay. You start kneeling down. I'm like, back to my office. I go. Yeah. You got this. I'll, I'll wait outside for the ambulance. Yeah, that that one was a crazy one actually. Yeah. Like, I was out the front, and then I think it was like noodles, and he's just like, he's like, Jesse, bring the first aid kit to uh, the stairs, please. I walk up with the first aid kit. I'm like. Well, the fucking first day kid, we got, ain't gonna do shit. Yeah. This person is hurt, and she like she was drunk enough, or she almost didn't. She knew she hurt herself, but she didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, And so like, but when I looked at it, like you said, like her ankle is like nowhere near her shin, like just completely just snapped, and like the shin bone is like poking at the skin. Yeah. And the hard part in that situation actually was like she didn't speak that good of English, and so her brother was there, and he was like like saying I. I I couldn't pick up the language, but I tried to articulate the best I could. But he kept trying to like put the ankle and foot back into like alignment with her shin. And I'm like, brother, you're doing more harm than good. Yeah. So I had to like tell him to like just step back. And I ended up just getting a towel and just like putting it like under her leg so that she didn't have to like hold it up. So she could just kind of relax yeah. with the leg there. So it would just hold it. And she's like, is everything okay? I'm like, you know, it looks like you hurt yourself, but like ambulances are on their way. Like they're going to get there to you, you know? And and like the good thing was it wasn't like a compound fracture so the bone wasn't like sticking out of the skin yeah, where like you had to it was but close. it was fucking close it was like scraping at it you're like any second it could so that's why i didn't yeah. want her flopping it around because when yeah, i first yeah. got there she's like oh my foot and she was like swinging her leg around and yeah. this fucking thing is like a slinky it flopping was, back and it forth was man so disgusting it was pretty gross and uh but i mean she got the help that she needed and then you know i told the brother like they were going to grand river hospital or whatever and he said thank you and then they took off and you know hope yeah. she's doing good but I like dealing with those ones because those are things you just never knew what was going to happen. And I knew yeah. what was going to happen. I was going to go back to my office. That's what <laughs> was going to happen. Broken bones, not for me. Yeah. Blood, puke, well, whatever, I'll deal with that. Broken bones, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I was working, when I was working at the, the hip-hop nightclub, the one day, someone also like hurt themselves pretty bad and then they went into the first aid room. I patched them all up, had the ambulance coming. As soon as I came out of the room, there was three other people lined up to get first aid from me. I was like, oh man, this is the worst. I hate seeing broken bones. This is not my thing. Jeez. Yeah. Disgusting. I think the probably the most common injury we saw that come to the bar was like, 
people wearing fucking flip flops, and then we serve glass bottles here, right? And like, yeah. glass bottles just naturally fall on the ground. People step on them, and like, there was always ones where like, person got a piece of glass stuck in the foot. And why wear flip flops to a place that serves glass? Like, and like, even if we didn't, like, when we're busy on a Friday night. Like, you can't even get by anyone without bumping shoulders. Yeah. So I mean, your you, feet are you just gonna get, get trampled. One hundred percent. Oh, that I never understood why people took their their shoes off too. Yeah, it's like That's, my feet are sore. That yeah. was like the always thing. Like my feet are sore. They need a break. I'm like, well, what's gonna suck even more is when you step on that piece of glass you don't see, and yeah. now you gotta go get stitches in the bottom of your feet. Yeah. And then a tetanus shot too. You, they could be really sore after that, <laughs> which is oh, disgusting. Yeah. I, I guess maybe part of it is we know what goes on at the bar. We see it at the end of the night. You see it with the lights on. They don't. Yeah, but same time, you should. You're the one making the mess. You know what the floor should look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all came here to party. Zero point in my life have ever went. Yeah, I'll be okay taking my shoes off and walking around. Same with like, they do it downtown outside, like end of the night. They finally take their shoes off. It's like, what are you doing? They hurt. That is disgusting. For sure. Never understood that one. Yeah, never understood. Especially like in a club, yes, but like also walking down, like you said, down the street and stuff like that. Like, she downtown Kitchener, man. Like, when I used to work for the city, like picking up needles on these blocks and stuff like that, like yeah. you would not see me walking barefoot anywhere downtown here. Like, no. It just fucking gives me the creeps, man. Ugh. Fair. Uh, anything else you'd, you'd like to add? Any other stories you want to tell? Oh, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. We were talking about it yesterday, and we're like, oh, we'll, we'll have to save this for tomorrow. And I don't think we talked on one of the things we just kind of like oh, shoot man. the shit about. Um. Actually, one that kind of pissed me off because it shouldn't even been a scenario um, was when uh, I think it was when Jamie was Jamie was working here. Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so he was working and he was on stage and he gives me the flashlight and like the number four, which means you know that there's an issue, like someone's gotta go, right? So I walk up and he's like, "This guy's gotta go," and he points at this older gentleman, probably like in his fifties, and I'm like. Okay, what's he do? And he's like, well, he's harassing these girls. Not two minutes before that, the girl that that guy, that like older gentleman was like talking to and kind of like flirting with. Yeah. Jamie was talking to and flirting with. Uh. So I was like, man, you just probably like sour that like this chick is like, like talking to some other dude. And like, I saw the whole scenario. Like the girl said to the guy, like she's not interested. And the guy kind of was like, eh, and like was on his way moving somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, the really, really don't need to ask this guy to leave. And, uh, and he was like, no, I just think he needs to go. Like, he's in talks, like, whatever. And I'm like, all right, man. And then, like, you go up and I'll back you up. Like, if you want him to leave, it's your call. We get there, and then he's like, can you do it? And I'm like, fine. Like, and I was like, which is like a no-no. Like, if you're going to kick someone out, like, you have to be the one to initiate it and talk, right? Yeah. And um, so I was like, fuck it, whatever. I'll do it. So I go up and say, hey, man, it's time to go, you know? And, and he's just like... For what? And I was like, well, like, and I always played off, like, oh, one of the managers pointed you out and said that they think you've had enough to, to drink tonight, and as a result, unfortunately, we just have to ask you to leave. Um, it's just our policy, unfortunately, so yeah. you're going to have to take off. And he goes, he looks at me, like, serious, and I'm like, what is this guy going to do? Because I, I just got, like, a bad feeling. The guy pull, pulls out a fucking needle from his pocket, a fucking insulin needle. And at first, I was like, oh, fuck. I was, like, I, I was angry. I was like, but I put my hands out, like, hey, man, like, Chill out. Yeah, like, don't what, want, are you, what are you doing? You don't like, have to do this. Like, there's need, no needles are necessary, brother. Like, you just have to take off. And in my mind, I was like, well, if he goes to poking with it, I'm just taking the first one on the hand. I'm just going to grab it. Yeah. 
and then I'm just coming straight down the middle with yeah. the right cross. Like that was my yeah. go-to. And thank God he didn't. But what he did is he's like, one sec. Pulls up his fucking shirt, jabs himself right in the fucking abdomen with his insulin needle, injects himself, and he's like, I'm a diabetic. Takes that used needle and just puts it right back into his fucking cargo shorts. And he starts walking out. And as he's walking, and like I said, the guy's like 50. Yeah. And he fucking runs away from us. Like it's a game of fucking like tag. So I catch him on the stairs going down to the washroom. And I kind of just like, like kind of bear hug him between the railings. And I'm like, man, like we've asked you to leave. Please leave. And he's just like, I'm going to the washroom. And I'm like, no, you're not. We've asked you to leave. There's plenty of places down the street. You can go to the washroom app, but we're not going to let you go here. And um, thank God at that point, because I was like, I do not want to have to wrestle this dude. And um, the police walked in, and I was just like, thank God. Like, the paid duties kind of just, like, did a wander through. Yeah. And and I just kind of wave him down, and, and they come over. And I'm like, I just asked this dude to leave. Like, because I didn't really want to deal with it. I was kind of over it. I was like, really? And. So the cops asked him to leave, and this guy had so much attitude. He stands there and he's like, why? And it's like, well, they really don't even have to have a reason to ask you to leave. It's a private establishment. If they ask you to leave, you need to leave, right? Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't want it. And the cop, like a big baby. Yeah, the biggest baby, man. Like I said, the dude's 50 or in his 50s. And the cop's like, listen, buddy, I have better things to do with my life than babysit your ass. And the guy goes, like what? <laughs> I've never seen a cop snap so quick. Cop grabs him by the fucking collar and tried to drag him out. And this guy's fucking putting up a fight, like punching, kicking, wrestling with the cop. Uh, we ended up just having to like, I ended up just like securing his legs. And then like they were able to get handcuffs on him and throw him in the back of the cruiser. But I'm like, all this over fucking like flirting with a girl. I yeah. was just like, man, what a fucking night. I was just like, fucking pulls out a needle. I was like, that's when I'll remember. Yeah, your shit goes like dude. million miles an hour. What the dude, fuck? Yeah. Different yeah, scenarios. That's the worst. And with that one about Jamie talking to a girl, remind me of when you told last night about how you kicked out a girl you had a date with the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, that's, that's definitely a con about working in a bar, especially like, you know, mid 20s, whatever. Like, you know, you're planning dates with some beautiful ladies in town and stuff like that but they like to go out and have fun you yeah. know girls like to have fun and uh, I guess I didn't know but um, I get a flashlight from one of the bartenders and uh, uh, and I was like oh like I, there's a problem so I go up and the, and the bartender was just like this girl's got to go like she didn't pay for her drinks and she's being disrespectful and I was like enough for me all right you gotta take off and like it was dark because it's a nightclub right so I, yeah. I could kind of make out her face a little bit and I was like she looks a little familiar, but I'm not sure where. And then I'm like, you need to leave. And she's like, you won't even listen to my side of the story. I was like, honestly, at this point, honey, like, it's irrelevant. Like, you need to leave. Like, I was kind of being a little bit just like, I don't want to hear it. Like, just yeah. take off. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's kind of like, like, really sassy. She had an attitude on her, but like, still is what it is. Like, and I was like, you need to leave. And uh, so she starts walking out the bar. And I get right to the front where the lights come out of the street and everything like that. She turns around and I look at her and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> this is the girl I was going on a date with tomorrow, man. And I was just like, oh man, I was such a dick. Like, and I didn't even mean to. I just like, I was just like, it's like, you know, when you, when it's a girl arguing over a bunch of drinks and stuff yep. like that, it's the stuff you've heard a million times. It wasn't that I was trying to be disrespectful or rude to her. It was just yeah. like, I've heard it a million times. Yeah, like, I, and I know how and the story 99% of the, like 99% of the time, the bartender's right. And yep. it's like, the patron that's the problem so like at that point I really didn't even want to hear him say like, even listen to my story I was like no I just want you to leave right yeah. now like so I really didn't give her the time of day to like explain herself but at the same time like my job isn't there to listen to every single story it's to make sure that like the people who are asked to leave leave and to make sure that 
everyone who's in the bar is safe. Yeah. You know, so my job at that point was just to get her out. So like I just walked her out. Like she walked on her own, which was nice. But like I could tell, like as soon as I got to the front, I was like, I done fucked up. I was like, that date is not happening tomorrow. Did it happen? No. Oh, she I, knew. Dude, I, dude, I shot her message. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, so still on for tomorrow? No response. <laughs> no. It was funny. All right, so with that being said, that was a great last story. Um, from me, I thank you for coming on our show. You had some good stories. Yeah, man, I appreciate thanks for that. having me. I, I appreciate it. It's nice to reminisce about old times. Yeah. yeah it's always it's always good to have had to talk with you, see you. It's definitely don't, it doesn't happen a lot right now, so. Uh, we, we thank you for coming on and, and telling the stories. Anytime, man. There's a ton more, but yeah. can't think of them right we'll, now. Yeah. We'll definitely have you on soon. We'll get a couple more of the guys together and have a bigger one. Yeah, that'd be sweet. So, and thank you, Jeff, again for being a great co-host. Thank, thank you for for being here with me. Anytime, it's great. Okay. With that being said, that's our show for this week, and we'll be back again. <laughs>